All right, that's Pastor James. And Pastor Nick. And we're back for week three here of Enoch. And I just have super enjoyed this uh, just so much. I'm learning a ton. And again, just as we, anytime we have a podcast like this, if you've got any questions, just uh, email the office or uh, get a hold of one of us. We'd love to kind of follow up with you because I think this is something that's super beneficial because, again, you run across things on the internet that claim to be this, that, or the other thing. And uh, speaking of things that claim to be things that they're not, let's talk about the book of Enoch. Right. So here we go. And again, that falls in the category of what we've called pseudepigrapha, right? So again, a pseudepigrapha is a false pseudepigrapha, grapha, which comes from the writing, right? Uh, Which comes from the Greek word write uh, and to write in, in writing. So it's falsely attributed a name to garner trust. Right again, if 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 I was if I was somebody that wanted to write a book, and I'm I'm Nick Marnesian. No one knows who Nick Marnesian is. I do. So, but yeah, but <laughs> so let's just say though, I want to write it as who's a popular person right now. Uh, tons of people. Oh, gosh, I can't even think of anybody. Well, just to do run with Enoch though, mm-hmm. just write it like as Tolkien or something like Tolkien, that. Tolkien, yeah. And That's let's right. just say that I I want to. I'm saying that this is a book, a lost book by Tolkien, right? And I'm the author behind it. But I, I need to garner people's trust, so I'm going to say it's written by Tolkien. Okay, that's what we have going on with the Book of Enoch, right? It's a it's a falsely named and falsely written document. It wasn't written by Enoch. Yep, and remember, pseudepigrapha is not apocrypha. It's even one step away. So you have Correct. original sixty six, apocrypha, and pseudepigrapha, and mm-hmm. so we are there with the Book of Enoch. Yeah, we're kind of in a, in the territory of where it's still interesting and probably good to read. Um, I don't know if it helps you in in wisdom or learning or anything like that. Like maybe Martin Luther said about the Apocrypha, um, because it's less historical, um, and and also we just it's it's a unique book. Uh, we'll just say that much. So, anyways, Book of Enoch. Here we go. We're getting into the structure of it now. So the Book of Enoch, which exists, and as we mentioned in the Ethiopic version. Right, which is the um, a tr- probably translation from the Greek, written in Ethiopian. It consists, and it's the full, only full text of the Book of Enoch that we have. It consists of five books, as a typical Hebrew arrangement as the mo- of the model of the Pentateuch, which is Moses writing the first five books of of the Old Testament. Right. Um, so we have it broken into five books, and here's the five books. Okay. The Book of the Watchers, and I'm getting this from a guy online. Uh, he wrote a bit. His name's Craig Smith. It's a layman's intro to the Book of Enoch. I'll link it in the description. The Book of the Watchers, and this covers 36 chapters. This section is probably cons- uh, primarily concerned with God's judgment on the angels called the Watchers, who are thought to have taken human form and mated with human with human women prior to the Noah flood, which is the Genesis uh, 6, mm-hmm. Nephilim and sons of God kind of uh, text there. Um, so readers familiar with the Bible recognize, recognize this, and whether or not that's the intended meaning of Genesis 6, its presence in Enoch indicates that this is a misconception and has a very long and popular history. So it's entirely possible that the book of Enoch itself is responsible for that own interpretation, right? Um, history is complicated there, but anyway, so that's the first book, right? It's God's judgment upon the watchers, the, 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 the angels that made it with the, the women, human women. Second book is the book of the parables of Enoch. Um, it's composed of three kind of apocalyptic revelations. Again, when we think of the word apocalyptic, think of the book of Revelation. End times. Um, concern combined with the description of Enoch's translation into heaven, his, his going up in assumption into heaven, uh, which is, again, clearly another kind of sensational 
um, expansion based off of five Genesis five twenty four. So the portion of the book, this portion of the book of Enoch, is of particular interest to New Testament scholars because it uses the title the Son of Man. So um, in relationship to Enoch, now some people think that maybe that uh, is you know. Uh, it may provide insight into what Jesus meant by his title of the Son of Man, but it's not clear if that portion of writing, because again, one another thing that we see is Enoch was not just probably written by one author. It looks like it was kind of maybe more cobbled together by a number of different authors and put together as one book. Again, because we can see in the language and different usages and things like that, that there's differences. That doesn't always mean, though, that it was written by multiple authors, but most critical scholars think that it was. Anyways, um, we don't know, if, though, if that predates Jesus and gives us any context or if it comes afterwards and they're borrowing the Son of Man context and title from the Gospels and Jesus' uses. So anyways, uh, the third book is the Astronomical Book or the Book of the Heavenly Luminaries. This section is a kind of treatise on astronomy focused on detailing the movement of the stars as revealed to Enoch. So I think that'd be an interesting read. The book, the next book is the book of dream visions or AKA the book of dreams. This section seems to parallel much of the content of the first two. It's focused primarily on the role of fallen angels in various eras of Israel's history and territory. And then lastly, it's the epistle of Enoch. This section seems to be an attempt to deal with the problem of evil. It addresses the suffering of the righteous and of the prosperity of the wicked and declares a coming judgment that will coincide with the future arrival of the Messiah. So altogether, it's pretty actually a substantial book, 122 pages double spaced if you were to go down and sit and read, read all of it. You can find it online. Honestly, if you just type in the book of Enoch, you will you can find this online in tons of kind of um, spaces to, to read it that are kind of um, online. Like one is the Christian Classics Ethereal Library, ccel.org, that you can go and find this. Anyways, so again, Enoch in the Bible. Here's where it gets interesting. And here's why, again, it's probably a popular book that keeps coming up is because it seems that our own Bible in the book of Jude and in Second Peter quotes it or alludes to it. So here's the difference, right? So this is from Jude 1, 1 through 4, or sorry, Jude 1, 14 through 15. And he prophesied saying, behold, the Lord came with many thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and convict all the ungodly of all their ungodly deeds, which they have done in an ungodly way and of all the harsh things, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So that's the book of Jude. Here is what we think is from that book of watchers. The first book in Enoch mm -hmm. is, is the illusion and behold, he cometh with 10 thousands of his holy ones. So remember, again, Jude said, the Lord came with many thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all, to execute judgment upon all. So I'm reading back and forth between yeah, the two. bouncing back and forth. And to destroy all the ungodly, that's Enoch, and then to convict all the ungodly of their ungodly deeds. This is back at Jude, and then back to Enoch, and to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness, ungodliness which they have ungodly committed. And so, and then the ungodly deeds back to Jude, which they have done in an ungodly way. Um, and of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, that's back to Enoch. And then of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, that's back to Jude. So there's, I mean, it's clearly an illusion, yeah. right, that Jude is, is using, right? 
And so we're like, okay, so we see that our own text of scripture is, is quoting the book of Enoch, right? And it's debated whether or not this is a positive quote or not. Anyways, we won't get into that, but it's something to know. The book of Enoch is quoted and alluded to in our own very scriptures in the book of Jude. And then second Peter, this one's less clear, but it says this in second Peter two, four, four, if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to the pits of darkness reserved for judgment, dot, dot, dot to Enoch 10, it says, and the Lord said to Raphael, bind Azazel hand and foot and cast him into the darkness. So there's kind of a verbal illusion there. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we have to ask the question, why do they use, why do these canonical texts, why do these books of the Bible use a pseudepigraphal text, the book of Enoch? Why, why quote to it if it's not authoritative, right? So here's a couple of things that, again, Craig Smith points out, and I appreciate his points. One is that neither Jude nor Second Peter introduced their use of Enoch material as scripture. Usually what you'll see in the scripture is you'll see something that starts before the quote, it is written. Yeah. Right? And it, that even happens in First Peter uh, 1, which says, It is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Mm-hmm. Right? So we have the it is written formula in First Peter, but and it's in not. The, and in the Gospels, it happens a lot. I was just reading in Matthew the other day. Correct. So yeah. it is written, and then he quotes Isaiah. Yeah. So neither Jude nor Second Peter introduce that uh, those quotes or allusions with that. Secondly, it was not uncommon for inspired authors to make use of external material which they expected their audience to be familiar which there's some stuff in the old testament too that does that correct yeah Yeah. they kind of say as it's written in the book of Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. totally right and again this this you're using broader kind of literature and backgrounds to help connect with people kind of like when paul quotes in Acts 17 a a greek philosopher right a greek poet um and in him, we live and move and have our being, right? Paul's using that as an example of the Christian God, but that's from one of the one of the poets. Right. So anyways. And he's not then canonizing everything that that guy said. Like, Correct. He's not verifying everything this guy said is right. But no, here's a thought that he had that actually really applies mm-hmm. to... He's using it as a, as, a, as a bridge builder and a kind of a kind of common jumping off point and showing that God's wisdom and knowledge pervades even... Um, non 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 Christian sometimes and shows his own you know glory and might and majesty. Third, Jewish community and the early Christian community as a whole did not consider Enoch to be scripture. I mean, again, we this is clearly a book that has been rejected by the Christian Church for most of its history. And then also, it's possible that both Jude and Second Peter use it in a negative or even sarcastic fashion rather than a positive allusion or quotation. And again, he gives a, a, some examples here about why that would be. But just because he quotes it doesn't mean that he's affirming of its interpretation or things like that. You have to look at the context carefully and closely. We don't have time to get into all that. But um, here's, here's how we can conclude. And then this is the way that he concludes. It's an important work. It's part of history. Um, it's okay to read, but know that it's not scripture. Know that it probably doesn't give you wisdom or give you clear history that would bring light upon things. Um, but it does let you know, though, that someone like um, first, like Peter and Jude were reading these, these and people mm-hmm. were familiar with it. So it gives you some context that I think is valuable. But take it with a, with a grain of salt, knowing that Christians all throughout the millennia have rejected it and said it's not Scripture. There's some fascinating, interesting things in there. But don't 
don't start to think what's going on there gives you the truth and the scripture doesn't. Right. You'd be siding against most of Christian most of the Christians that have come before you to say that this is the truth and the other things aren't. Right. Yeah. And that's the temptation. I'll close with this. That's the temptation that happens when you start seeing these videos pop up online is someone starts to say, oh, this is the thing that was left out of the Bible because it actually reveals the truth. And when you start to kind of get into that, you're, you're, it's a really actually an arrogant thing that says like, oh, now here we are in the year 2023 and we've actually found the truth that all Christians in, in history of past have missed this is what's truthful and they're rejecting of it. It's just because they were trying, they had these agendas and motives and all these other things. It's just, honestly, it's, it's baloney mm. and don't be fooled by those, those videos online. A lot of them are poorly done, not scholarly, um, and are just trying to get your attention. They're a gotcha video. They're not actually anything of substance. So, yeah. Well, and I think again, talking about people who have come before us, right? We started this in part one and said the 66 i got my bible right in front of me the 66 whether you're catholic or protestant as long as you're a believer as long as you're a christian you agree on this and so work backwards to that and compare notes and so i think that's one thing where it's like if all of us are agreeing on the 66 i think that speaks to god's protection of his word and so who who are we in a sense to be like hey, check out this one piece of literature that proves there's 66 or messes with the 66. Well, hold on, wait a moment. How, do, how does that work? I yeah. mean, that'd be like putting a quarter down and then asking you to give me $10,000. Mm -hmm. They don't equal each other. One mm -hmm. is much less than the other. Yeah. And then I, something stuck out to me that I just remember that just because something someone references something doesn't make that something completely true. Correct. Just because I quote, a person doesn't mean I therefore agree with everything that they represent and are. I'm just quoting them. Mm -hmm. They they can say true things. That's mm -hmm. possible. Yep. So, well, we hope this has been helpful. Again, if you got more questions, uh, shoot it over to Nick. And uh, again, I have learned a ton here. Uh, again, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is Enoch is not even in the Apocrypha. It's one step further. So just, again, as you read it, you can read it. But just take that into consideration and always working back to the Bible and comparing. So That's thanks, right. Nick. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening and bearing with a long three-parter. But hopefully it's beneficial for those of you that, again, are encountering a lot of probably things online. You're like, just ask questions. So Yeah. And always ask questions, guys. Questions are good. It'll help you learn more than anything else. So whoever asked this question, I appreciate you because mm -hmm. I learned a ton. One more thing. Choose books or articles over videos. Like there's usually an editorial process for those things than a video rather than, you know. Than so. just having an account. Other eyes look at them. Yeah. Usually videos are one person. Absolutely. Trying to make money. That's right. Because why not? So, all right. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. See you next time. Bye. Yeah, you actually said it in the right order. Good job.